y'all. Welcome to the Nuga Bell podcast, all about stories of the South, straight from the sources. I'm your host, Kate Robertson, and I'm based in the scenic city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things Chattanooga, life in the South, and beyond. Now pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of sweet tea and join us. We're so glad you're here. Get started. Yay! I am super excited for this episode. We've been talking about it for like two months now, but I'm here with Lynn Tweedy and Mella Russell, two of my favorite ladies in Chattanooga. Hey! <laughs> um, Lynn is the owner of Neighborhood Bar in Chattanooga, and Mella is the fitness director at Kyle House Fitness, mm-hmm. which we know and love because the Kyles were on a few episodes ago, and mm-hmm. everyone loves them. Yep. And I have to say my favorite thing about the episode was the, like, aftermath when they talked about the Enneagram and the, like... Instagram fighting over, like, who taught who the most about it. I for sure have enlightened Kyle House more. Okay, this <laughs> this did come up faster than I expected it to, but... First argument of the podcast. Well, <laughs> let's, just, let's just discuss that possibly, I listened to that episode, and I loved it, and possibly Kyle House, who is a wonderful human being, mentioned that he knew the Enneagram because of Mello. And it's true. <laughs> Now, while that is true, Uh technically, Uh that Mello could have enlightened him Uh to the Enneagram, Mm -hmm. where did Mello (laughs) and the entirety of Kyle House Fitness learn the Enneagram because I, who is speaking right now, Lynn Tweedy, made every single person, including Kyle House, take the Enneagram test. See. Oh, that was you? It it could have been me. No. See. We, we, we grieved it. We've talked it out. Kyle and I have hugged it out. And all is well. She had him take a test. Awesome. That was it. <laughs> I, mellow, enlightened him on his true sevenness. So, I. I can totally see him as a seven, though. He for sure is. This yeah. is a great conversation. Who taught you about the Enneagram, Mellow? <laughs> Where so, did you learn about what it meant to be a seven? The topic is hmm. house and his sevenness, hmm. and I hmm. taught him that. Very hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So backtracking a little bit, <laughs> um, Lynn, you used to teach at Kyle House before you opened Neighborhood Bar, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Well, Neighborhood Bar was already open. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, I taught at both. So I was an instructor at Neighborhood Bar mm-hmm. and and an instructor at Kyle House Fitness. Um, and I also taught at a dance studio in town. Like, just really loved everywhere that I was and everything I was doing. So Mella was actually my boss when I when I first started because she was still the fitness director. There. And so I was teaching at both studios. And then in August of last year, so August of 2018, I took over as the owner at Neighborhood Bar and um, in the beginning really tried to do both. And even in conversations with Kyle, because I was very upfront with Kyle from the very beginning, I was like, I want to be, I want to do both. Like, can I do both and still be here? And it was some hard conversations with him, but ultimately he was just saying, because of protecting you. Mm-hmm. You cannot do both of these things. Like, I know you think you can, and I know you want to, but you can't. You don't know what all it is to to take over as owner. And um, so I ended up leaving uh, teaching Kyle House. I still love them. I still take classes mm-hmm. there when I can um, and still, you know, love the team there. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, so I was, I taught at both places. Uh, how long have you been 
at Cowhouse Mellow. From the beginning. So really? September 2016. You're an OG. Mm-hmm. I am an OG. There's only three of us, me and Ari and Jamie. So, really? Yeah, that is it. Awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I took one of the classes this morning, and I'm already what? a little sore. <laughs> <laughs> They'll do that to you. Real quick. Yeah. Um, so talk a little bit about what your role is there. So as the fitness director, I kind of have a hand in everything really but mostly like day-to-day in the people so uh, with hiring with training with setting schedules um, is mostly what I do okay so it's a lot of fun to kind of be able to to teach and lead and and train people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, question for both of y'all um, both of the fitness styles that y'all teach are very different from one another um, sure. can you talk a little bit about how you put your workouts and classes together so neighborhood bar is um, Lottie Burke method, and Lottie Burke was a German ballerina who was in a car accident. Was told she would never walk again, and used her ballet training and used the bar to rehabilitate herself. So oh, wow. bar is a fusion of yoga and Pilates and then dance training because you do use that that ballet bar. Um, so people kind of think like, oh, I have to be a dancer to take. Like, no, that's not true. Um, it is a total body workout where we have a warm up and we use weights for isometrics training. So our weights are smaller. Our weights are twos and threes. And if you're like super beast mode fives, um, and you (laughs) look at that, I will tell you that, (laughs) but you're, yeah, you're beast mode, like heavy lifting, but bar just makes it so different because you're, you're doing isometric muscle strength training. And so it's not how much can you curl and how much can you stretch? It's bending your arms, stretching them one inch. Mm-hmm. One inch press, one inch, these tiny muscle movements. And so we warm up in the beginning with using those weights, and then we have thigh work, and then seat work moving into your glutes, and then core work, and then a, a total body stretch. So between those, all of that movement is um, it's tiny. It's finding your work zone. It's sinking one inch lower, staying on high heels. That's Mello's favorite part about bar. <laughs> That's so much. Is having um, you're you're constantly working your calves and working your legs because you're in parallel work. You're in turned out work. Um, so for me, as um, the I'm also a corporate trainer with Neighborhood Bar, so I I put together our entire sets for the week. So I'll set what the exercises are that we're going to do that day. But then my instructors choose what are the changes that you make, what are the sprints, what are so they they have and what are their ab sets. So they they have some flexibility and some range mm-hmm. of motion in planning their own classes. Um, but I'll schedule out for the week what exercises we're going to focus on so that you get a well rounded full body workout every single class. Awesome. What about you? Because one of the things that we talked about with Kyle's was how each day of the week focuses on a different muscle group. Yeah. Kyle Miller instained, or ingrained this into me back in the beginning, but it really is a full body experience with every single day. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be a specific focus as far as the resistance training goes. But it's the yoga, the cardio, the resistance all into one class. And then we do have three moves of the month for every day. So you'll have that consistently for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday for that month. So it's kind of a good way to track your progress. And then the other three moves will be instructor chosen. Um, The tread sets are instructor chosen. The burnout (laughs) has a formula, but it's all instructor chosen. So Mm -hmm. give them a lot of freedom within the framework. Another Kyle Miller saying that he'll love. (laughs) Yes. Shout out to Arnold for the uh, rolling hills. Ah, yes. Oh my goodness. (laughs) He's those kill me. That. Yes, those yeah. kill me every single time. But I know as soon as I walk into an Arnold class, it's the rolling hills are coming. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, a thing that I sh- we should have started with, but I just got 
completely carried away. Um, what are y'all's backgrounds? Like, do y'all, I know you have some dance training, Lynn. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Did y'all, like, play sports or do anything else? That's adorable <laughs> that you think I could have ever played a sport my entire life. Go sports. <laughs> my background is all dance. So dancing since I was very young, I started classes. I'm, I'm from Chattanooga. I'm born and raised in Chattanooga. Um, started dancing when I was four years old. And literally have never stopped. Um, I guess technically this year would be the first year that I haven't danced, but I grew up as a competition dancer. I graduated from UT. I was in dance company there. I taught after college. I auditioned and ended up working for Disney, dancing for them professionally for about five years. And then like in parades or as a specific character? I was. No, I was parades and shows. Yep. I danced in parades and shows. I never had a, I never had a friend as they're called at Disney when you could be a friend (laughs) with with a character. Oh, okay. Um, but no, I was, yeah, I was parades shows and then moved back to Chattanooga uh, for a theater job offer that ended up falling through, but that was right when Neighborhood Bar opened. And so I started teaching there. I started teaching bar in Orlando. Okay. I fell in love with it because of dance. Um, and then also started teaching dance here. So I was teaching in Chattanooga for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, yeah, literally dance is my, is my entire background and, and a love of mine. As a fellow former competition dancer. Yeah, girl. <laughs> do you miss it at all? I don't. I traveled with a dance competition. I worked for um, Showstopper for a few, few I years. I did that one. <laughs> yes, yes. There's, I, did that I mean, one. they truly, they're the best. They've been, they just celebrated their 40th year. I mean, they're incredible. And I worked with them, toured with them. Um, on the production side of things and super loved it, but, um, it, it just, as I've gotten to be more on the ownership side of things and, and being at Barmore, um, I don't super miss it. I'm, I'm kind of good to let that season be done. And, and I, I love so much what I do now and getting to work with my clients now and, Mm -hmm. and not dealing with young kids as much, even though I love the young kids, um, you know, dealing with school schedules and parent schedules and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love, I love that season. I love dance. Um, super, super thankful that I never danced in an age of Instagram and YouTube and Same. social media <laughs> like these baby dolls do now. Oh my um, gosh. Cause it's just completely different. I mean, the peer pressure. I can't imagine. And the comparison that they get now, it's, I mean, it's detrimental. It's really, I think, harmful to their psyches. But um, I mean, it was already rough. Like when I was doing it, I stopped dance when I was 15 after 12 years. Mm -hmm. And that was like right at the beginning of like social media starting to like really pick up. And Mm -hmm. I I quit at a good time. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I will always say is I quit at a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it can be, I mean, it's just like anything. It's a tool and how you use it. Mm -hmm. But... I, you know, concerned for what these babies are comparing themselves to because it's, I mean, it's, it's this, the exact same thing that grown adults do comparing themselves, seeing, following people on Instagram, following people on YouTube and feeling the worst about themselves. These, you know, adolescents are doing Mm -hmm. and it's, it's, um, yeah, I, I'm glad to be out of that world. (laughs) I think that's fine. I think that's fine to be out of that. What about you, Melo? What's your background? The very opposite. So (laughs) I have no ability to dance at all, uh, but I was always into sports. So from the very beginning, I can remember I would run laps around the yard just for fun. Uh, (laughs) Played soccer, was a cheerleader, did swim, basketball, softball, um, anything I could play Mm -hmm. is what I was doing. And then played, you know, intramurals in college and in grad school and all. But uh, from Georgia, moved up to Chattanooga when I got into grad school at UTC and then kind of stayed put there, but 
Yeah, that's just sports. Cheerleading sports. is no joke either. I, well, I cheered during basketball season. That was my first okay. cheerleading season, and I caught myself watching the game more than caring about cheerleading. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then I cheered for football, and that was going to be competition season, and I quit to play basketball instead. So Nice. <laughs> sports was always up my alley. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Not dance. I wish I could, but no, not, not my thing. <laughs> yeah. Um... I'm kind of a blend of you two. I did dance for a long time, but I played tennis and swam when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And then I picked up tennis again in high school after I stopped dance. It's comical, the things that I would do with sports balls. I just... <laughs> I can't even. She'll toss things to me. And I'm like, why? Why did you just do that? I'll let it fall on the ground. Like, here, I'll pick it up in a really beautiful way. <laughs> Very but... delicately. <laughs> Why, why did you do that? Yeah. Go sports is her hashtag. Sure. <laughs> Baskets, ball. I mean, no. It just, it bothers my soul when she says these things. New girl quote? New girl? Baskets, ball? Yes. A little bit, yeah. There's two baskets, Nick. I'm an English teacher. <laughs> it's the grammatically correct term. And she'll ask my husband that. I was like, oh, are you playing baskets ball today? And he's like, no, please don't call it that. It's, <laughs> that's not a thing. It's not a real thing. <laughs> um. So... Both of y'all take both styles of fitness. Can we talk a little bit about the benefits of having more than one style of workout in your routine? Yeah, I'll sure. start. Uh, I'm consistently over at Neighborhood Bar at least once or twice a week. And my background is always uh, you know, lifting heavier weights. That was the fun. Um, and then with Hip Fit, kind of a different style. But then when she took over, I wanted to take classes, obviously, to support her and to try something new. And it's so different with the little movements, the smaller positions. That's nothing I've never done before. Um, I've had like ACL surgery, and so that left side is a little bit weaker. And there's a, a lot of focus on like the glute meds and the abductors, adductors, and all the little things that support your hip and your knee. And so that was really beneficial to, to do something so different out of my complete norm and, and on. I really enjoy adding both of those together. Mm-hmm. It's it's more overall well packaged if I can get all the fitnesses in at one yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I mean, we have started sharing some clients. I mean, there's a lot of clients that will do. And I think this is kind of a trend that I'm seeing in fitness is people are wanting to do kind of their own class pass system and take mm-hmm. a couple of times a week here, a couple of times a week here. Um, and I think the benefit of that is I always tell my clients the workout that is the best one is the one that you love. Mm-hmm. So if you love to take a bar class and to feel so long and lean and you're not sweating a ton, but oh my gosh, my legs are shaking. Correction. Some of us sweat a lot. <laughs> Some of I us are a little more delicate. I'm right there with you. <laughs> there gets to be a point in bar class, literally my leg just doesn't function anymore. Same. It just stops and it just flops. And <laughs> it's like, it destroys me. It's so tough. But that's something that I love and I feel, I, I walk out of the room feeling oh my gosh, I am long. I could dominate this world, you know? Mm-hmm. And the same thing at Kyle House with taking hip fit classes and the programming that that the Kyles have, have developed, you could punch a wall. I mean, it, oh, you yeah. feel, you know, you're, you're picking up these 20 pound weights and you're running on these treadmill. And I'm not a, I mean, I'm not a runner, um, but you start a class, you start jogging, all of a sudden the instructor says, hey, can you take it up a notch? And you're like, you know what? I think I can. And then you're, you know, so the the difference in the same way that, you know, bar works, the the tinier, these isometric movements, you know, hip that you're like, wow, I can lift heavy. I never knew that. 
I can do this heavy thing for eight times and then switch and change it. And it just... And do another thing eight yeah. times. Yeah. You can run up an incline at 15% for a minute, and I've never done that before. Yeah. I'm it's still just, working on it. <laughs> yeah. Same. But yeah. Both. I personally, I'm a group fitness person. I have to be. I have to. You have... I am an extrovert. I want to be where the people are. If you tell me, hey, here's your home studio here in 30 minutes, go. Like, never. I'm not... I'm not going to do a single thing ever. So to have people, to have a community in both of our studios, Mm -hmm. to have that encouragement, that accountability, to have an instructor who's motivating you, who's encouraging you, that those are the benefits that I see. And that's the thing that I think group fitness helps so much with is that you've got encouragement, you've got people that you're on this fitness journey with Mm -hmm. and it it helps you stick with it and I think it does help make you love it you know yeah back to the thing that the workout that you love is the one that you're gonna Mm -hmm. do and stick with on that on a related note one of the things I love most about Kyle House and Neighborhood Bar is the like motivational aspect Mm -hmm. of it like I've taken classes in Bennett gyms where it's like no pain no game like go 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 and it's very like raw in your face and to be somewhere where it's not like that is so refreshing. Mm-hmm. And it make, that makes me want to work harder than someone, you know, rah, 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 go, go, go. Yeah. Yeah. It's really not a competition in any sort. And there's some gyms that do that or, you know, people that do that. But it's really like you do the best that you possibly can mm-hmm. in either studio. And you're going to be, you know, seeing the benefits of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. One thing, switching things up a little bit, that I see Mello post about. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> you are a partner ambassador with Vibrant Meals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen you posting about, like, meal prepping and, like, macros and everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. What the heck are macros <laughs> and how are they calculated? Yes. Love it. So, macros are your protein, fats, and carbs, so your bigger nutrients, micronutrients, like the vitamins and minerals. Um, but yeah, I think that the, if it fits your macros, the macro tracking, that's the most substantial, long lasting stick to it type of diet, if you will, but I don't even call it a diet. It's just kind of a lifestyle. And that was when, uh, I really got into fitness and really started getting after it. I got into the macros and vibrant meals, um, did a body comp with Kyle and kind of got my numbers. And then that was when I saw the most changes in my body. I felt the best. Um, I felt like I looked the best and was comfortable and, and happy. But um, yeah, so it's, there's a different computer systems you can use, different calculators. You put in like your weight, your body composition. Um, so that would be your body fat percentages and, and different measurements. And then you get, uh, according to you, what calories you need to have. And of those calories, what makes up the protein, fats, and carbs. Okay. Then you kind of track your food according to those numbers and then um, and see what happens. But yes, I think it's it's easier to maintain that. A lot of people want to do crash diets or low carb or low fat. And I just think, no, I'm going to eat what I want to eat and just stay consistent with yeah. it. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately is just, you know, there's keto, paleo, mm-hmm. all those type of diets sure. that like mm-hmm. may or may not be sustainable long-term. Right. And like, if you get the results you want, do you just like stop? Right. And so you said like, it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's a thing that I'm trying to like be more diligent about. I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of them are super quick fixes. They may burn fat and weight, you know, really quickly, but can you maintain that and enjoy life too? Like we go out for Tex-Mex at least once a week. I'm going to have that and I'm going to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the week, I'm going to be consistent with my macros and calories and, Mm -hmm. and not shame myself if I go have a margarita more than once a week or, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. 
I think the other stuff is just too much of a quick fix and it's tough to enjoy life and be healthy too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I agree. All right, let's play a game. (laughs) The jar! So nervous. All right, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know all about the jar, but if you're new to the podcast, this is my mason jar. Lynn's super excited about this. I'm ready. I am nervous. I am nervous. Don't be nervous. I'm so nervous. Um, but it's my little jar filled with all kinds of little pieces of paper with fun little things for us to talk about. Mm-hmm. So let's go. I'll start us off. All right. Okay, I get this one every time, but I'm going to pose it again because I want to hear what y'all say. <laughs> Confess your most unpopular opinion. Oh, gosh. Mine is that Shake Shack is overrated. We, mm-hmm. we discussed that, and I asked you, did you have the black and white shake? I did not get a shake of any description mm-hmm. um, because I just wasn't impressed enough. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like, my stomach can't handle this right now. But right. if I ever do go back, I will take your word and try it. Yeah, that's fair. I, I hear you. <laughs> and. <laughs> oh, you gave an and. I hear nice. what you're saying. I don't feel that you lived up to your best life by not getting the black and white shake. But we had Shake Shack in Orlando. And I, I agree with you on the burger front, especially when Chattanooga is a super burger city right now. We're pretty amazing on our burgers. Um, and I, yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh, Kate, she didn't get the black and white shake. So is the black and white shake what I think it is vanilla ice cream with chocolate syrup in it? You know, I'm... I don't have time for that question. I'm not sure. Um, I'm sorry. We need to take a commercial break. Uh, but maybe. Sure. It's it's amazing. I'm okay. not sure. When I worked in an ice maybe. cream shop, that's what we called a black and white was vanilla ice cream with a pump of chocolate syrup for each scoop. And it was quite tasty. <laughs> Surely that's what it means. I don't know. I've never... I've never actually thought it through, but it is really good. The, when in Orlando, that was the one that they always okay. like. You just stunt Lynn Tweedy. They would have that, and they would have the monumental moment. Well, I thought I, I really came in hot with that opinion. I don't yeah, know if did. I actually know what black so and white is. Down there. I guess it is. Um, well, next time I go back to Atlanta, I will give it a second chance. I, just the shake. Just, just the shake. shake. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Here's my unpopular. I don't know if it's unpopular. I think that it would be quite popular and in the majority. Um, You can put overalls in as many stores as you would like to put overalls. I am not putting those on my body. I would be so about it. The fact that overalls have come back, I have so many questions. Like, did you watch Full House? Did you not? I did. Have we not learned? We didn't learn from that time of our lives? I suppose not. Hmm. I think the last time I wore a pair of overalls, I was at least in grade school, and they were pink. Hmm. One of the owner and the owner. (laughs) I think so, probably. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The owner at um, Neighborhood Bar in Concord, who uh, I work with some, she posted a picture and great, you know, great shot, great picture of her in overalls, and she asked us to vote, and I was like, please don't make (laughs) me answer this because I'm telling you the honest truth. You're adorable. Mm. Take those off of your body. <laughs> I, I can't. I'm going to get overalls right now. <laughs> You're adorable. I am. Take them off of your I body, please. <clears throat> My unpopular opinion. So I'm weird about some foods. Okay. Give me a frozen pizza. I'm going to put ketchup all over that pizza. Bake that pizza, and it's amazing. Interesting. Then I'm going to put peanut butter and mayonnaise in a sandwich together. Also amazing. Then, (laughs) Pop-Tarts, you toast them, and you put butter on those. 
Okay. Those are three wonderful things, in my opinion, but most people will not agree with that. So I've heard peanut butter, banana, and mayo. I've not heard you talk about no. that one. We can't do bananas. Okay. No. Mm-mm. Just peanut butter mayonnaise. I, I've heard, I've also heard of that. I've mm-hmm. never heard of ketchup on pizza, like in any description. But you gotta bake it. Okay. It's good. My boss and I have this ongoing debate. I'm a mac and cheese purist. Like, no less than three types of cheese. You bake it. It's all gooey. You mm-hmm. don't put anything else on it. He puts ketchup on his mac and cheese. Oh. Okay. I have to draw and, the line there. Yeah. <laughs> and we just have this ongoing debate about ketchup and mac and cheese. And mm-hmm. I just, I can't get behind it. Who's your favorite mac and cheese in the city? Ooh. Um, I've been loving Bantam and Biddy lately. Okay. I've not been there yet. Uh, I've seen it. less than a block from my office. So <clears throat> mm-hmm. I go there often. Um, Public House is good mac and cheese. Mm, yes, they do. I know I'm forgetting one. Where have I had it recently that I was like, oh my god, this is so good. Come back to me on that. Mm-hmm. But I know there's one that I'm forgetting, and I would hate myself if I didn't. Yeah, we'll pray about it. Go for it. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay, this little orange guy here. Let's see. What would your autobiography be called? Oh, heavens. Oh. <laughs> uh. Hashtag Melostonin. We'll just go with that. All the things Melostonin. <laughs> Fun know. fact, that is what Mello calls her classes at Kyle House. It's true. <laughs> Kyle Miller gave me that nickname, and it will forever be the best ever. I don't know, though. You gave me mine. I did. Hashtag killing it. Killing it. Mello gave me mine. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. I have a Oh, killing. <laughs> I get it. Killing. It's so good. I was very proud. <laughs> I thought of it in class. I was taking her class. And I, whatever song was on, I think, and I literally turned around and I said, killing it! That's it! <laughs> uh, but what would your autobiography be? I don't know. What do you got, Lenny Lou? I feel like it would be, I hear you, <laughs> but... <laughs> now, that's the truth. And under that would be the queen of snark. We have, <laughs> we have this conversation a lot where I'm a, I'm a good devil's advocate, mm-hmm. so... I hear, <laughs> I hear the thing that you are saying. I want to affirm you in what you're saying. And then the worst thing ever. And. No, you don't say and. I say it with you now because you get onto me for the butt. And what's the other perspective that that person is having? Because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times I see their side of the story. But here's what she actually this says. This is I hear you but in all capital letters, actually says, I don't agree with you at all. And here's the correct answer. Listen to that. That's what she does. You're that a type one, aren't you? 100%. I, I am a one. I'm a, we're opposites. I'm a one with a two wing. And I'm a two one. And she's I'm a, a two, two one. Yes. Now my one wing is, it's pretty strong. It's not as snarky in one as hers, but it's, it's up there. Yeah. I wonder how I ended up a one because when I look at like personality traits of the one, I'm like, Really? I didn't go, like, the three route, but sometimes I'll dabble with my three wing. If mm-hmm. I get competitive, then I'm ready. Like, let's go. I will win, and I will look good winning. <laughs> but, yeah, not you, not only. We were just talking about this at lunch because all of my instructors went out after um, class today, and three ones and threes get mistyped a lot because mm-hmm. threes are more appearance-driven and want to appear successful. And I think that any, anyone who – wants to look good doing it type of thing, I think that those two can get 
can get mistyped. A little bit. Whether things are actually spotless, do I care? No, I just need to look like it's spotless. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. What would yours be? So I have this saved in a note in my phone. There's no context to it. <laughs> and every now and then I go back to it just to laugh and think, where did this possibly come from? But I have a note in my phone saved and it says, when you write your autobiography, call it this. If you want it that bad, ask for someone else. <laughs> or ask someone else. Oh, I and I'm like, yeah. I really wish I could remember like how I came up with that or what inspired it, but I got nothing. But when my autobiography comes out, it will be titled, If You Want It That Bad, Ask Someone Else. <laughs> I like it. I have a friend who's working on one who actually is writing a book right now. And one of her chapters is called, I Have No Idea What I'm Doing, But I'm Here and I'm Covered in Glitter. <laughs> nice. <laughs> She's a Disney girl. That makes sense. Oh, I've never heard this one. My favorite Girl Scout cookie is. Ooh. I am tag along in every bit of the way because that is chocolate and peanut butter put together. And that is... God's greatest kindness to me is chocolate (laughs) and peanut butter put together. I don't care about Girl Scout cookies. So that might be my other unpopular opinion. I don't know. I don't even know all the types. I think that's fair. I don't know that that's unpopular. I think that's fair. I think that's a fair opinion. (laughs) So I don't have a favorite, unfortunately. Mine are shortbreads. The trefoils. There's your unpopular opinion. (laughs) (laughs) The shortbreads? Yes, I love them. Because I can pair them with anything I want. Mm. I can put Nutella on them. It's practical. I, I can do cookie butter, peanut butter, chocolate, strawberry jam, like cream cheese. I can put anything on a shortbread and it will still taste awesome. Okay. I even... <laughs> I hear you, but... There it goes. That's what I'm tired There's not a single bit of chocolate on that. That's fine. That's, that is... That is your individual opinion. I'm totally titling this episode. I hear you. <laughs> Please do. But literally, that's the worst thing she ever says to me. I get so mad every time. Every time. So now to Mellow, I'll say, I understand everything you're saying. And do you think he might have a point? Nope. Nope. I will still hear, but... She's like, can you just be on my side right now? I'm like, yes, I can. I'll switch. <laughs> False. Um, I had a shortbread. One of the I went to the Girl Scout cookie and cheese pairing at Blue Fox the other night. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they did a Stilton blue cheese on the shortbread, and it was phenomenal. Hmm. A blue cheese on a shortbread. Okay, I'm with you. I would try it. And we did goat cheese on a thin mint, and then what did we do on the tagalongs? It was a really creamy one. I can't remember exactly mm. what it was, but it was real creamy. There we are. Hmm. Yep. It was super good. Mm-hmm. All right. I think it was one of the Sequatchie Cove cheeses, but I don't remember which one it was. Let's do a green one. Oh, this will be fun. What's one of your guilty pleasures? Take out fried rice. 1,000%. <laughs> From where? Anywhere. Take out fried rice with a ton of the white sauce on top. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Food guilty pleasure? Uh, doesn't have to be. That was just the first one that came out. I love watching Total Divas and Total Bellas on E. Never it's seen so either one good. of them. It's so good. I want to be one of them. <laughs> that is my guilt pleasure. I will sit there and just like, oh, it's so fun. Never seen either one of them. And also watching the reunion shows for The Housewives. Oh, man. Because that is trash TV in its finest. And <laughs> you don't have to watch any of the season. Just watch that reunion. You'll know all the things mm-hmm. and all the ridiculousness. And then you feel much better about yourself. <laughs> for sure. Because they are horrible human beings. Yes. Maybe they're not, but they seem to be. 
That's how I watch The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. I don't watch any bit of it until the women tell all mm-hmm. and the, after the final rose. That's I'm all like, you well, need. You've just caught me up on the entire season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the housewives. Food guilty pleasure, chocolate, peanut butter cups are a love language. Yes. So that's a, a pretty solid guilty pleasure. Um, I have had to give up chips and salsa for Lent this year. Oh, I hate it for it. Because. Because that's our love language. Oh, what man. happens is, it's kind of the, the fuller umbrella of it was giving up kind of stress eating and okay. like emotionally eating. That was the fuller umbrella. It was not my umbrella. It wasn't your umbrella. She dragged me under But you were under it. <laughs> because I do love my Tex-Mex and I do love my chips and salsa. And I said the sentence, because we were talking about Lent. Maybe we were talking about I don't remember who I was talking about Lent with. But I said the sentence, well, oh yeah, I can give anything up, but I'm not giving up chips and salsa. <laughs> and the second I said it, I was like, oh. Shoot, that's the thing that I'm that's supposed to give up, isn't it? So, guilt. I don't feel guilty about it, but chips and salsa is that's a favorite kind of salsa. Oh, that's a good question. I my absolute favorite at, to do it homemade is girl get a can of Rotella and blend it up in your blender, and they will thank you so fancy. <laughs> um, but I really like pace. I like pace. Uh, the hot. Okay, just the hot. What um, about? I'm what about you? I don't know I have a favorite, but I do judge a restaurant on their salsa. Mm-hmm. If it's not up to par, then I'm not interested. Like, if there's more of a ketchup-y taste, yeah. that's not salsa. Mm-hmm. That's true. No. We have, I have a list of our favorite Tex-Mex places and what day of the week they have their happy hour. Nice. So we will compare that note and be like, all right, it's Monday. So-and-so's got their deal. Let's do it. Nice. So, yeah. Any of those places. Poblano's, uh, Taco Mama. Um, Fiesta. Fiesta and Dos Pros. Those are the go-tos. Good to know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am, my Tex-Mex game is not up to par. I will work on it, though. You should. Uh, I'm a peach salsa girl. Can't do that. Too sweet? Yeah. I I'm like not, it. I'm not a fan of, of fruits in my salsa. Gotcha. Mm-mm. Do you make your own? Every now and then. I've tried it. Um, I also just really don't like tomatoes. Mm-hmm. But so I never buy them. But I like salsa, hmm. which is weird. <laughs> cool. I know it makes no sense. It's allowed. But every now and then I'll make my own. But my go-to is Mrs. Renfro's, their brand, or um, Pace, mm-hmm. the one that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my other one. It's a classic. Yes, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. All right, um, you're next. All right, let's go for a blue. Let's see. My favorite way to de-stress, relax is to go be alone. I love it. I will go curl up in my bed, on the couch, sit anywhere, everywhere. Classic type two. Yes. Uh, <laughs> also introvert. Super. Yeah. Classic. Uh, yeah. That is my favorite way, just to be silent, not have to talk, not have to give energy. What's your Myers-Briggs type? Uh, I have it written somewhere. I know it's an introvert. It's the opposite of her, or the same as her, but in I think you're ISFJ because I'm ESFJ. Yeah, that, okay, that I, one. I'm INTJ. Mm-hmm. I don't know I as much about that one. I just know I'm an introvert. So yeah, anywhere I can be alone. I love to sit by. I don't do it as often, but in college, like go by the river, go by the pool, the lake, whatever. A body of water and silence is perfect. Mm-hmm. Counterpoint. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, but. 
Oh, you would, because twos go to four in their happiness, and uh-huh. fours, like, need the water and mm-hmm. to sit at things. Yep. <laughs> uh, my favorite way to de-stress and relax would be with my people. Small groups. I don't mm-hmm. need, a, like, a huge party, but, like, if you give me a patio and some mm-hmm. sunshine and some chips and salsa and <laughs> whatever, you know, just if you give me, if you give me my small group of people and time with them and, and some sort of food and maybe a little bubbly drink, that mm-hmm. would be, that's would my go-to. That mm-hmm. That's the other side. It's either like hanging out with my husband or with Lynn usually. And that's, that's not stressful. You're not stressful to me. <laughs> small. It's the nicest thing she's yeah. ever said to me. <laughs> small settings. Like I'm cool with that, but I do love to be just silent. Mm-hmm. Front porch Fridays. Mm-hmm. Ooh, nice. Front, front porch. Mm-hmm. We had a wind down Wednesday before I took over and mm-hmm. we're trying to get back to it, but no, especially now that the weather's nice. I have a, I live in St. Elmo and my house is, has a like old, super old front porch. It's a great front porch. I can't wait until I have a front porch. Mm-hmm. She says, longingly looking at her apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But kind of back to Enneagram conversation, because I'm a one, I go to four in stress. And so ah. the absolute worst Thing for me is to be by myself like to seclude myself it's bad yep it's real bad interesting it goes into a dark it's what I mean it's why the Enneagram is so interesting because Mm -hmm. the fact that someone can have a healthy area and in the exact same number I'm that's the worst version of me is to go into like Mm -hmm. a secluded because when I'm healthy, I go seven. I go like, that's fun. That sounds fun. Let's do that. That's fun. I want it. Let's go here and do this thing. And super high energy and super with people because that's my best yes. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, secluded and by myself for long periods of time is the absolute worst thing. Hmm. And between one and three is like our dead time at the studio. And I will turn off all the lights and the music and just sit in darkness. And that's my happy place. She walks <laughs> in. She's like, what's wrong? What's happening? I don't like this. <laughs> like, no, this is beautiful and perfect. I would what's yours? Mine would probably be curled up on the couch with a cup of tea and a blanket with Maggie Cat watching The Sound of Music. Oh, the sound of music is my movie. <laughs> That's your happy place. I've literally been watching that movie since I was three years old. Hmm. And of oh, course, as like a three-year-old, I had no idea what it actually was about or what it meant. I was just sure. like, mm-hmm. there's Julie Andrews and she's singing to children. And <laughs> mm-hmm. the older I got, I was like, oh, wow, this is actually like deep. And then, <laughs> like, oh, you're a Nazi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And for the longest time, I didn't understand, like, why Rolf was all of a sudden such a jerk. And then I was like, oh, I get it now. (laughs) And of course, now that I'm, like, 27 and been watching it my whole life, I just sit back and watch it. And I just, like, pretend I can sing. And I really can. But it works. All right, Lynn, round us off. All right. I'm going to go orange. One place in nougat I haven't been to yet is, I feel like there's so many new places. I could fill up a spreadsheet with this. Mm-hmm. Um, Bantam and Biddy, I've never been. Is that what you said? Yeah. Bantam and Biddy. Um, I haven't done London Calling yet. Super fun. I haven't done the Moxie yet, and I drive by it literally mm-hmm. every day. Um, what's a place? Let's see. I feel like a new restaurant just opened that I was really excited to try. Oh, you said it. Hummingbird something. Hummingbird Pasteria. I haven't been there. I went there for the first time about a month ago. It was A+. Plus. Hmm. I haven't been there yet. 
it's up the mountain that way. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a place on top of uh, Lookout as well. Oh, um... City Cafe. City, nope. Cafe on the Corner. That's wrong. That's That's right. Cafe on the Corner. That's right. I have been to City Cafe. (laughs) That's that's a different story. That's a staple. (laughs) Yep. There's There's a dessert there that needs to be had. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of places I haven't been. I'm a homebody, if that hasn't come across yet. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of places I haven't gone to yet, but I would like to. Every now and then I get a, a whim of, hey, let's do something fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Moxie, I've, I've heard good things. So that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. I went before it opened for like a preview, but I haven't been since it actually opened yet. Have you been to Parkway Poorhouse? I have not. I I've heard. Either. I've heard. Yeah, I haven't been there. I've heard good things about it. Oh wait, did I go to that one? I don't remember. No, I went to Scotty's on the river. Okay, that yeah, one. it was good. I mean, it was fine. The view is pretty. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I feel like at that place you pay for the view. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Not the food or drink. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. But mm-hmm. and the Edwin, they're like rooftop bar oh whiskey beef is so nice i tried to go one time and there was a four-hour wait good lord today ask her what day it was what day was it oh it was uh wine over water oh okay that was probably a poor choice of planning but (laughs) go so i i went on a friday night with a group of friends and we got there like the time that we went they were full on the inside, but they have mm-hmm. this really nice, like, waiting area outside where you can still get, like, drinks and food brought to you. Mm-hmm. So we hung out there until there was a table ready for us. And then, surprise, one of our old bartenders that we knew from somewhere else works there now, and we didn't know it, but mm-hmm. we saw him there, and he was like, I'll get you all a table Aww, as soon as nice. as soon as I can. Oh, so it, I highly recommend going. Yeah. We got there at, like, 7.38-ish, mm-hmm. and I think we waited for... Mm-hmm. Um, like an hour before our table was ready, but it was fine. Um, I have been told to go on like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. I'd like to go and it's nice out now. Yeah. Look over the river at sunset or something. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be a good setting. We went in January, so our view was not as good. No. But... <laughs> a little too cold for me up there. <laughs> yeah. Um, one place I haven't been to yet, and I always get yelled at when I say this, is Aretha Frankenstein's. Me neither. Never been. I've shared with you my thoughts. <laughs> You're fine. Me. You're fine. Lynn's <laughs> giving me that look. <laughs> I think I, I think it's a Chattanooga staple mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. very lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you don't need to go there. You're fine. It's okay if we don't, apparently. Unless the owners of Aretha Frankenstein's are listening, and then it's lovely, and I would love to go anytime. <laughs> Let's go right now. Right I think now. I think pancakes are... That, that's where you haven't been. You haven't been to Syrup and Eggs yet. I went for oh, when they did their, like, New Year's um, special stuff, but I did not get pancakes. Oh, okay. So I need to go back and actually get pancakes. Mm-hmm. I had, I think I had a biscuit and gravy when I went, because it was one of those, like, kind of gray, dreary days. It felt it felt like a biscuits and gravy day. Mm-hmm. So I went for that. So I'm, I will go back and get actual pancakes and report back. I, I want for you too. Okay. I want that for you. I think I, I think that's a great choice. There. <laughs> I'm getting the death stare. She's invited me like two or three times after church on Sundays. I'm like, I have food at home, so <laughs> so I'm just gonna go eat that food that's already ready for me and mm-hmm. not sit and wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. 
All right, we are going to close out with one question I have left for both of y'all. Um, what would be y'all's best advice to new people who want to try Neighborhood Bar hmm. and or Kyle House? Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That is good. Mine would be be a beginner. Like you're going into something brand new and it's totally fine. Um, ask, ask the questions. Come early. Come see the space. And ask all the questions and hear, you know, all of the tips, which are be a beginner. It's okay. We, you know, we always say for the first like three classes, you're just confused. You're going to be, what is a tuck? Oh, why are you telling me to pulse? <laughs> why? Like, and that's, that's with anything, you know, it's, it's hard to try something new and both of our studios are mirrored studios. And so you're, you're seeing yourself and you're checking your form. And that's really hard for some people, especially women. I mean, I have women that, you know, refuse to stand on a mirrored side. And it's like, no girl, love that mirror. Use that mirror to see how amazing you're doing. I don't care if you're shaking. Like everyone, sh- your instructor is shaking. You're Look supposed at her. to be shaking. You're that me. I, you know, I'll say during class, if it's shaking, it's working. Like you're doing everything right. Um, so have fun. There's, there's no comparison. There's no judgment. Um, just enjoy trying something new and give yourself a chance and give yourself grace and be really nice to yourself that you are doing something new um, and, and try it out. Give it a feel. Give it, you know, three, four classes to see, you know, is this something you love? I mean, people will take it and immediately get hooked and, and that's it. They're done. They love it. Um, and some sometimes you have to take some classes and figure it out. And I've, I've had clients take for a month. And then say, okay, now I really like it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what was happening for the first 22 <laughs> days? Um, because it just, you know, be nice to yourself. You're doing something that's so out of your comfort zone. And and you're doing amazing. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what you feel like your body is doing. Like, try be so proud of the work that you're doing. And kind of similarly, I'd say a lot of people will get intimidated or say they're intimidated by coming into um, Kyle's Fitness, and there's no reason to be. We really have, you know, all abilities, all types of people. Um, this is the first day ever, or they've been doing this for their entire life. It's just come in there, try it. Like, no one's watching you. It's a darker room. No one cares what you're doing. Um, just come in and have fun. No expectations. Just, you know, do it to the best of your ability. If you want to go for the two pound weight, go for it. You want to go on the you know two mile an hour walk, go for it. The instructors are going to give you options. They're going to give you times, but you really just do you know your best workout, and that's that's all we're here for. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's what I love about both places. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank y'all so much for joining thank me. You. This has been an absolute delight. Oh. I'm so glad we finally got to do this. It was so Same. fun. Um. Want to go ahead and plug website, social media pages, anything and everything? Yeah, kahousefitness.com uh, and then Kyle's Fitness on Facebook, uh, Instagram. We have a YouTube channel, uh, Twitter account, all the different things. I forget about the YouTube channel. Yeah, we have our moves of the month uh, every month or there. Any moves of the week, any special um, blog posts that Kyle will do with like foam rolling or anything like that. It's all on our YouTube channel. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Neighborhood Bar is Neighborhood Bar Chat. Um, C-H-A-T-T on Instagram and Facebook um, and Vimeo. I actually just found out the other day. I was like, oh yeah, I have a Vimeo page. I should add 
to things to that. <laughs> um, and um, neighborhoodbar.com. Awesome. This has been a delight, as I said before. Yeah, so um, much fun. So glad we finally got to do this. Um, thank you, Lynn and Mello, for joining me. This has been another episode of the New Gavel Podcast. Thank y'all so much for listening, and I'll catch y'all on the next one.